as an entrepreneur, you have to be in a constant level of growing and learning, and you're going to discover new pain points. As I was not in the sales side of things before, I was the operator guy. I was the guy that was doing stuff in the trenches. Seeing Devin and how he talked about this, we didn't go into complete detail of it, but like bringing on an investor relations, how he can layer in those communications into what he is doing in his own business, his CRM platform that he's using to touch basis and and communicate with people effectively. And so these are things that I aspire to continue to layer into our own business. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview dive deeper and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And actually, I'm not hosting. It's just me talking. This is the Devin Elder episode. Devin Elder has been a friend of mine, somebody that I met, I don't know, maybe six years ago, seven years ago. I actually had this, and maybe I've shared this on the podcast before, but time is a really weird kind of construct to me. And what it is, is that sometimes, and when I say that is Sometimes things that happened years ago feel like yesterday and things that happened yesterday or last week feel like they happened uh, another lifetime ago. And so to me, and part of that is almost like living in this existence of Groundhog Day is um, the the energy or the amplitude of some of these meetings, you know, or experiences or friendships have different weights. And so while it was maybe years ago, six, seven years ago, five years ago, I don't know. It was something that became a very kind of foundational memory for me is meeting Devin. Devin was talking about, and we talk about in the episode, how as a young you know, father, father with a young family and three kids and a stay at home wife and how he felt like his own, some of his, the addictive nature of the cell phone was maybe, um, you know, 
getting in the way of him experiencing and being present in his own family. And, and it really hit home with me as, you know, at the time I just had our, our first kid. Now we have three and, and seeing the way that, you know, absolutely I can get in my own way and be distracted and, and not being present in my own family. And so Devin's, you know, blazing this path a little bit ahead of me has been very, very valuable. Over time, uh, Devin and I have, have got to know each other better. He's, he's based in San Antonio. I've done a lot of investments for, you know, people that do know me. Uh, I do a significant amount of uh, investments in San Antonio. And then actually Devin and I've done deals together and invested and been become partners on, on some stuff uh, in San Antonio specifically. And so seeing his evolution and he has grown, you know, and I don't say this uh, lightly, I, I think he's been on a rocket ship. And I think he's probably even experienced close to 20% increase in his, his net worth and the way in the capital that he's making uh, in the last six years. And so being uh, at the front seat or maybe in the passenger seat of, of seeing his success is it's also given me levels of understanding of what it takes. Uh, I've learned from Devin in a lot of uh, areas, the way that he has systematically started building out his organization to bring on uh, someone for a world-class investor experience. I, I still am working through that. And it's a process that as what we talked through was a pain point in your business, you know, is also the opportunity to birth a, a new, you know, area and Fortunately or unfortunately, the um, as an entrepreneur, you have to be in a constant level of growing and learning, and you're going to discover new pain points. As I was not, you know, in the sales side of things before, I was the operator guy. I was the guy that was doing stuff in the trenches. Seeing Devin and how he talked about this, we didn't go into complete detail of it, but like bringing on an investor relations, how he can layer in those communications into what he is doing in his own business, his CRM platform that he's using to, you know, touch basis and, and communicate with people effectively. And so these are things that I aspire to continue to layer into our own business. One of the biggest things, what was, you know, what we talked about is the, what I learned. Devin gave a perfect analogy to this is he was not in the right vehicle. He, in his W-2 sales job where he may have uh, levels of success and make higher dollar amounts on an annual basis, when he realized what the top of the ladder represented uh, was not where he wanted to go into his future. And so no matter how efficient he was at, at executing, climbing that ladder, the corporate ladder, the end result was it was not going to be where he wanted to go. So then he, he evaluated that and that takes some introspective understanding of how can you maybe uh, look about the right vehicle to be in the right market share, the right market cap. And so is what you're doing scalable? Uh, even what Devin brought in is he started investing into single family homes first and foremost. And because maybe the barrier to entry was lower as he started uh, investing into more single family homes, he realized that the amount of work to get to the scale and to the levels that he needed 
was not in alignment and he ultimately kind of graduated or elevated or stair-stepped his way up to multifamily investing. That multifamily investing has then allowed him to go from smaller units to bigger units to now really big organization with 85 employees or and maybe a combination of that beyond the property management and the brokerage and the private equity group and the you know the real estate investment company all of those combined is he's he's grown that in that vein of multifamily as you know side angles of his business that it has also created one of the most and the thing that he was ultimately chasing was both his his time freedom and his money freedom so he can do what he wants when he wants to do it not if if that's going hunting and fishing with his boys on a tuesday he can do that and one of the things he brought up was as a business owner as an entrepreneur there are things that he really enjoys about working and he enjoys the growth he enjoys the process of building and so he's not going to stop working because it is not there is no end to the game uh, he gave something that I'm actually going to take with me he said his older brother t- told him this at some point in the past that he said entrepreneurship is the ultimate self-development um, or personal growth you know, vehicle. And part of that is because there is no end game, because there is no when I have enough money in the world of entrepreneurship, is that you always have to be evolving and continuing to personally grow. And I think we didn't talk about it in the podcast, but I've, I've heard this and has been shared at other times in the past, is your company's growth is only or is governed or restricted based on your ability to personally grow. So if you're incompetent in many areas or you're unevolved, that your company are artificially holding that company back because of your own, you know, categories. And so that is one of those and a different way of thinking about it is that the entrepreneurship is an ultimate personal growth vehicle. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Look, two of the most common questions I get asked are, where can I find good deals to invest into? And is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor? So my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. For those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. So as Devin has, has, you know, created some of these systems, he's also started evolving his own organization. I think it was very, very valuable to, uh, to a lot of the listeners is how he went and avoided FOMO. 
And FOMO became what he he translated to is the hazard or the woods at the golf course. You know, uh, he didn't have to hit the greatest shot, the the longest drive. You know, sometimes it was just not going in the hazard, not going in the woods was going to be the level of success and just moving that ball closer to the overall goal. That made a lot of sense to me because it was FOMO very much is you know, swinging for that 350 yard drive where if it goes wrong, you're in the lake or if it uh, you're wrong and miss, you end up in the hazard and it's going to, you know, maybe wreck that round of golf uh, overall. So just avoiding the hazard, just, you know, hitting it down the middle of the fairway is sometimes more successful and, and how Delvin really layered that into his levels of success. One of the big things I think is is exciting about is how he's evolved even his focus of his organization. He's got big goals for next year. Next year in 2023 to deploy $100 million uh, that may be split between $50 million in land and $50 million in multifamily or, or you know flex industrial. But what that goal of deploying that capital is really feeding up into is his foundation, his foundation of giving back and the byproduct of his success in his business is funding this foundation because it becomes a percentage of his profits that go into the foundation. Well, that foundation writing more checks, funding more scholarships, you know, sponsoring hearing aids for kids becomes the byproduct of what he's doing on a daily basis. And so if that is 30 hours or 50 hours or however many hours he decides to work that week, he then gets to see the end results of that that is leading up to the foundation. And also one of the biggest things that I think is critical to uh, what Devin mentions to his success, but as to my own success is having a team, having a team effort, focusing on that, the ability to attract the right type of talent, putting them on the right seat of the bus is, you know, something like that of giving back to people, giving back to uh, something greater beyond you. You know, why are you answering the phones? Why is it important to respond to an investor in a certain time period? Well, because it translates to his foundation that then translates to someone else getting a, you know, maybe a life-saving, you know, medical uh, procedure. So that, and I really think is a, the way that the world is evolving and corporations uh, are starting to see this. Capitalism has grown up. It is not about eking every last nickel and dime out of the deal, but also how can your you know, business also generate uh, betterment of humanity as a whole? And how can those profits generate, you know, the refueling of the energy that you need to go put into a business next week, next month, and next year? I also like how what Devin talked about was creating also one-year goals. One-year goals become a lot more actionable than a three- or five-year goal. He knows what he needs to put in place, the KPIs, the things that he's going to need to make sure are getting done over the next year that they can track and measure that. He's working and evolving even a, a bigger kind of vivid vision of five years, but it's harder to translate what and how to reverse engineer a five-year goal 
goal. Whereas a one year target becomes very, very specific and something that needs to be, you know, taking action upon today. Uh, we talked about some, some other books and actually, uh, you know, he, he mentioned this, a book that I recommended to him years ago that really, you know, made a lot of sense to him on, uh, the, ability to run a business and raise capital and how you can continue to pour into those existing clients that you may already have. Uh, that book is oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley. Daniel Priestley has a lot of other books and he's quite a, a marketing guru about understanding people's uh, pain points and how can you pour into those and help solve uh, their problems at scale. So again, this is a what I learned episode. This is it was super exciting for me to spend time with Devin to hear more of those those stories that I, I hadn't really heard all the behind the scenes of it. I hope that you check out this what I learned episode. Again, I continue to learn lessons from Devin and other people on these as uh, guests on this show, and this is part of what I'm trying to do is is create some of these best tips, tricks, and tactics that people have evolved, uh, seen success, people that I'm learning from or that I believe that people can learn from and some of these lessons. So if you want to hear more of these, you want to hear more insights, I encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Our newsletter has been evolving and continuing to layer in more of these tips, tricks, and tactics. So you need to go find that at catchknives.com. And there is a subscribe button to get on that mailing list. What we can do is we share these insights, insights from Devin behind the scenes stories, as well as things that I'm excited for as that we're working towards. And so I encourage you to go sign up for that. Also, listen to the full episode of Devin Elder if this is something that is of intriguing or intrigue to you. And thank you for attending or listening to the Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.RealEstate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.